Welcome to Bringing It Home. This is Mark Freeman. Remember the words, hey, mom and dad, can we talk? And when my kids were young, I remember I used to dread those words because it meant my kids were about to drop something on us or we're going to have to stop what we're doing and focus on uh, something. And uh, I, that was the attitude that I had. And my wife had a very different attitude about it. She used to relish those moments as a time to connect with our kids and to help them sort through something or just listen to them and spend time with them. Um, and now that my kids are older, I can't thank my wife enough for having that attitude because she built a relationship of trust and open communication with our kids where they can come to us and talk about things and, and vice versa. We can talk to them as well. And I didn't realize it at the time, but what an important skill, what a foundational skill that is for us to have as a family and for us as parents. And if you think about it, communication really is the foundational skill that we build all the other parenting skills on top of. So if we never talk to them, it's impossible to know when they need our help. If we never talk to them, it's impossible to know what they're feeling. And if we never talk to them, honestly, we're not doing our job. So how do you build those lines of communication with your kids? I have five easy steps here, or tips, if you will. Um, number one, start early. It's never too early to start, but start early if you can. And build traditions around communication. It might be that you go to breakfast every week after church and you go around the table and you, you talk. It might be Mondays are all hands dinner day where no matter what, everybody makes Monday's dinner. I know that's hard with everybody's busy schedules, but maybe you pick a day of the week where you're all together so you can have that communication. Or even car rides. This was one of the tools that we used that was, to me, one of the most effective. We had a rule that no devices, if the car ride was less than an hour, that we would have to be off our devices, and the radio usually was off, but we would talk in those car rides on the way to school, way home to school, on the way to a game or to church or whatever it was, and we would use that time just to talk. And then if it was a longer you know, ride, obviously we would have more devices out, but it really gave us the opportunity to, to use that time effectively. Tip number two is to make ground rules. I remember the first time my daughter came to us and she said, Mom, Dad, remember you said if I came to you with something, you promised just to listen and to not get upset? And I can distinctly remember that day. and It was tough to do, um, but we had set that ground rule with her that if you, and with all our kids, if you bring us something, we promise, as long as you say, uh, remind us of this, that we won't react, we'll just listen. We also had a rule that good was a four-letter word. So if someone asks you a question, how was your day, how is it going, or something, couldn't just say good or okay or, or just a short answer. You actually had to communicate a little bit about it. And to this day, you get called out in our family if you don't. Um, in the Trinity, we have something called the, the Faith Five, and one of the, one of the suggestions or, or tools in that is to talk about your best and worst of your day. And, and it's something we do even via text now with our family. But what was the best part of your day and the worst part of your day? And again, not, not just good or bad, but like something specific that happened that you were excited about and something that you were less than excited about. And it just opens up those lines of communication. It's a great tool. So your best and worst. My third tip is to be calm, cool, and collected. 
like when my daughter came and said, you promised that you wouldn't get upset. For me, Psalm 19, 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. That was a verse that I would tell myself as after I would hear it. Promise not to get upset. And just to calm and to center myself. Because it's hard, but you have to realize that your reaction to what they're about to tell you will determine whether or not they come back the next time to tell you something or to discuss something. Sometimes they just want us to listen. They don't want us to teach. They don't want us to make suggestions. They don't want us to judge. They don't want us to jump in the hole with them. They just want someone to listen to them and ask them what they're thinking and what they're feeling. I found that if I do this, if we do this, that more times than not, they'll come back a little bit later and go bring it up again. And that's the opportunity that we have to talk a little bit more about that topic. So sometimes just be calm, collected, and listen. Act like you've heard it before. My fourth tip is you won't be perfect, but do it anyway. None of us are perfect at any of this. I wish uh, my wife calls it the Dr. Phil moment. If the video camera was following us around, I'm sure there would be opportunities or times where I was not very proud of myself and how I reacted and that I did react. But you got to do it anyway, and you got to continue to do it. And sometimes I have to apologize for not doing it effectively with them. And my fifth tip is never stop communicating, no matter how old your kids get no matter what their answer is, no, nothing's wrong, is never stop. Never assume that they don't need to talk to you because they do. They always do. We all need people to talk to, but our kids especially rely on us to be that for them. So whether this is new to you, these five tips, or there are things you're already doing, I just want to pray that we all recommit to it and we try some of these ideas. Maybe it's the all hands Monday dinner, or putting the devices down in the car, to being calm and collected when we talk to our kids. Maybe the best and worst idea, but just do it, even though you're not going to be perfect. That's my prayer for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.